episode of the Actors Only Podcast. I got Mikael Keys in the building. Hey man, what's up with y'all? Y'all doing good? <laughs> Let's go, bruh. Hey man, I'm blessed to be here. I'm ready to go. You know, have fun with this interview and you know, just be real. That's what I'm talking about. And I brought you in just for that, man. I know you got solid information for the audience and plus you got this organic naturalness about yourself. I remember sitting on a panel with you at the onset um, film event. Yeah. And I was just blown away by your humility and also your track record, bro. I mean, come on, man. You've been running <laughs> marathons. Let go. Hey. <laughs> hey, man, you know, honestly, you know, I've been focused for a while now. Yeah. And on top of being focused, you know, I've been determined to reach my goals. And it's just nothing's going to stop me. And, yeah. You know, with God on your side, you know, it's impossible because, you know, with God on your side. You can do anything. Anything. It is possible. Come on, it is bro. Possible. Talk so, that talk. Talk trust me. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, God been good. You know, God, yeah. you know, gave me the power and the talent and the skill set to really just, you know, I feel like to influence, yeah. to impact. And at the same time, you know, be true to myself and, you know, yeah. be real to everybody and let them know, you know, that at any point in time, you can achieve your goals mm. and you can be whatever you want to be. The only thing that can hinder you is yourself. Now, that sounds good in theory, man, mm-hmm. but in a practical sense, a lot of us have complications of, like, how to manifest that, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you you talked about a key word, and this is one of the primary reasons why I just had you get you come on, focus, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the big word, right? Definitely. Because you really can't get anywhere unless you have this concentration, this focus. Of course. Intermingle with that determination to get to your end goal. What did you build at it? Is, is that something that you feel like that can be developed in people? Or was that something that you feel like was inherent from, hey, this is how I grew up? I mean, me personally, I would kind of say like both because I had both with, you know, how my parents raised me and what they instilled within me kind of projected me to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. But when I got into the real world, life had a way to really humble me. And I had to figure out ways in which I could navigate around my hurdles and my obstacles. And then I had to realize at one point I was being the biggest obstacle because I was so much of like a prisoner of my mind. Mm. And being a prisoner of your mind sometimes can give you like, you know, lack of confidence. It can also project fears, doubts. Some of the times, you know, you end up overwhelming yourself in areas where you shouldn't even overwhelm yourself because sometimes you got to give yourself grace. Yeah. Because in this process, just being an actor, just being in this industry, a lot of times you're going to get no's. It's a lot of no's. (laughs) A lot of no's. And some of the times, like, those no's can really propel certain people to believe that they have the talent for that industry or some people might actually believe they don't. But it's Mm -hmm. all about the perspective. And usually through perspective itself, you know, that's where the determination, the motivation, the drive, the focus, all of that can be done literally in your room. So let's touch that. You Mm -hmm. you say it's perspective. And Mm -hmm. I think perspective is key on being able to navigate a pivot in a a crisis, in a situation where you feel, like you said, you know, deterred. So what do you usually do when you don't get that audition as far as getting booked on it? Like, do you just kind of like, hey, I did my best? Do you take it as, okay, this was a learning situation. I got to play a different character. I got to submit to a different casting director. Like, how do you digest it and then keep that perspective? Well, honestly, my perspective is that there's literally an audition and a role out there for anybody. Mm. It's literally everybody has a role specifically catered to yourself, whether it's your personality, whether it's your traits, whether it's your ethnicity. It's just when it comes. But honestly, in those moments, I would feel 
like me personally, like I've had moments where I've got auditions and I took it as a learning process. There were times when I ended up doing a little bit too much and I ended up losing that natural, believable, entertaining, compelling aspect to that audition. Mm. But at the same time, every audition I did, I looked at that also as a practice. Like, because it's just like, yeah, you you have an audition. You probably give maybe five, ten, maybe even more, depending on your status in this industry. But the thing is, the visual that the director has, whether it can tie into how you came off in your audition, some of the times it's just like, you know, it's politics. Yeah. Sometimes talent gets overlooked for status. And some of the times, sometimes you can have status and then you can have talent or sometimes you might not have none, but you have the connections. Yeah. But me personally, I said, like, you know, while I'm doing these tapes and, you know, just doing the best that I can, usually if I never, like, received a call back or if I never heard from them, the best was good enough. But I also view it from a spiritual standpoint that if it was in God's will, there will be a way. Man, I like what you said. You the best mm-hmm. is good enough. Of course. Mm. That's a load to take off yourself. I mean, you see, at the end of the day, we're humans. Yeah. And we usually... Hold on, hold on. You human? Of course I'm human. Bro, I'm not even human. (laughs) Oh, shoot, I said it on tape. They're going to come get me. (laughs) Bro, I'm not really... Never mind, that's another... That's a whole other podcast. That could go into a whole other conversation. I'm not going to go there. If I'm following you, I know you're ready. Hey, let's go. You feel me? But like, you know... Maybe transcend in this thing. I'm saying, we could transcend all we want, but you know, we got to keep it... Right here, you know, surface for those that's still on this, you know, earthly world. You feel me? <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, realistically, though, like, I'm telling you, man, like, so many people put so much emphasis and put so much stress on themselves mm-hmm. whenever they don't get that role or get that call back. Yeah. But the thing is, there's so many artists in this world. Like, if you look at Morgan Freeman or uh, Robert Downey Jr., look at their situations and how they started. That's true. They never started in the best, like, sitting in a classroom and then you go into a showcase, seminar, doing auditions. Some of these people have a track record that ain't really the best. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, look where they're at now. Yeah. They could have sat down and been a prisoner to their situation, but they didn't. That's they right. used that same situation and used that as motivation to become what they knew they had the potential to be. Right. And it ties to what you said about determination. I'm because telling you. Because we're going to face all types of adversities, right? Oh. I mean, it's just going to come. Roadblocks are going to be there. Stumbling blocks are going to get you. It's life. But how do you get up, right? Mm-hmm. So I love what you talked about, determination. I want to go back because you mentioned about confidence, right? Yeah. So. I feel like you got crazy confidence, dude. Like, <laughs> like your swag is just like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> and look. I love it because you got to have that power to walk in because mm-hmm. it's you, it's yours. You know, it's God given. Right. So you have an instrument and then you have the craft. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, sometimes people working on the craft, but not working on the instrument. And I think it's important to work on that instrument. What do you do to kind of like really set yourself ready for the industry with your instrument, with your confidence and the things that you feel like this, I need to be able to even do the work. Honestly, you know, whoever can kneel before God can literally speak in front of anybody. You know what I'm saying? And me personally, I come from a spiritual background where literally everything that I did in life, you know what I'm saying? I lived by certain morals, certain Mm -hmm. codes, certain values, and I made sure that nothing could detour me away from that Mm -hmm. because I realized every chance and every aspect where I felt as though I got detoured, I ended up in an area or position that I did not want to be. So in some cases, I had to really, behind closed doors, really do some deep soul searching. I had to break myself down because in order 
how you were speaking on how you have the craft and the instrument. Us as instruments, we need to put in as much work that we can possibly do because how can our craft reach the aspects of the world in the areas that we want it to reach the most if we're not taking the time to invest? How you gonna win if you ain't right with in? I'm telling you, it's it's all it's literally the yin to the yang because mm-hmm. Literally, it's mind, body, and spirit. And if one is off balance, mm-hmm. everything else is going to be shifted. And then you're going to go through a wormhole of literally obstacles, yeah. courses, literally things that you could have prevented just by taking the time to sit down and literally look on ways to perfect yourself. Yeah. And I understand that perfection is, you know, perfection is perfection. We're imperfect beings. You know what I mean? But the thing is, we can strive to be perfect on a daily basis basis from our routine, the conversations we have, the That's people right. we have in our village and community, heavy, whether they're benefiting us or if they're literally pushing us astray. There's people that can come around you that can literally feed off of your energy. They can literally pour into your spirit or they can absorb your energy. Yeah. And it's so important to mm-hmm. protect that and to fortify yourself in Man. a way where, you know, you have the energy, you have the... the uh, to go forward yeah. because a lot of times people try to keep you stagnated they'll try mm. to push you back and you got to be able to move forward so that's that's real man how, how has it been for you working on different shows man i mean come on man they like seeing you on first wise hey. you know what i'm saying like what's going on <laughs> hey, with you man brother? honestly like just the whole entire situation till this day is still how did that happen let's let's start man. from how did it happen okay, okay how did that come about i'm gonna give you the the realest response i'm gonna be honest because most people in this industry have been in this industry for years. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm coming from a family, like I'm a first generation. So when it comes to this industry, I'm the first person in my whole entire lineage of family to even do this. Mm. And I'm going to tell you straight up, man, it was it was very rough because I did end up going through depression at one point. You know, all those no's got to my mental and I started to believe it. Mm. And in those moments, it wasn't like I was feeding my spirit everything it needed in order to withstand and to strengthen against that. Yeah. And I ended up being down. I ended up wondering if this was the path that God aligned for me. And it was one day, you know what I'm saying? I was just, I was fasting and I was doing heavy prayer. And something dawned to me and I realized like, you know, they say faith without works is dead. So if I say that I have faith, why am I doubting what God can do for me? That's right. And it really made me sit and I had to change my whole perspective, how I spoke to people, how I viewed myself, how how I came off to others, because the energy that you you give off into this world, you can receive back. And there's two like two different type of energies. You have positive and a negative. And I was a firm believer, like, yo, if I put good work and I keep doing good deeds and I keep doing what I need to do, of course, God going to bless me with what I need. But at the same time, God ain't just going to give you just a blessing if you don't grind for it. Big fact. So at that same time, man, 2020, like, you know, I just recently got signed. COVID came like, a, what was it, like two months later? COVID came like two months later. Dang. Shut the whole world down. Depression caught me at its finest. And I was really trying to find my way out. And one day, you know, I just realized, you know, God got my back. And because I know he got my back, I'm going to do what I need to do. Stay steadfast, keep grinding, keep elevating. I don't care if I went to events. I've been to so many events, so many seminars, but I just wanted to make sure that I was prepared for that opportunity that may never come, then the opportunity coming and I'm not ready for it. You feel me? So at this point, literally, 
grinded, grinded. I started training, taking like virtual classes, you know, reading books, learning different methods of acting. And it got to a point where it's just like things started to make sense. And I started applying it to my daily lifestyle. And then one day, like I got an audition. Now, me personally, to any artist out there, like I would say everybody needs a vision book mm. or some book that you can manifest your own blessings in. Because five, 10 years down the line before acting even became a thing with me when I was in college, I remember writing down on a book everything that I wanted to see wow. within the next five to 10 years. And that's a way to focus it, on the end goal. It is a it's way like to focus. It's like even when you're acting, you have obstacles, right? Yeah. You're the character and you mm. have an objective. Of course. And your objective has to be clear exactly. for you to pursue it. And so here you are with a vision or a vision book. Mm -hmm. That's an objective. It's something I want to acquire. Exactly. And literally I had my plan, my five to 10 year plan. And some of the things, you know, I ended up attaining, yeah. some I didn't. But literally when it came, that was the only reason why I didn't attain those things because my perspective wasn't where it needed to be. Mm. But in those times when my perspective did become where it needed to be, that's when it's just Boom, knocking that off the checklist. Just one, two, three, four, all the way down. Yeah. And literally, lo and behold, I remember writing down a role. Like, I always told myself during uh, like acting classes that I wanted to be like, you know, leading man, lovable role, criminal mastermind, yeah. like mercenary, like certain character types. Yeah. But the first one that I ever wrote was like leading man. I wanted it to be Nick Fanak, my personality. Mm. If it's a little ethnicity, maybe, you know, a little bit of my confidence, charisma, how I am okay, in the real world. Okay, you your own character. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing go. my, you know, you got to <laughs> manifest, you know, speak it even though you can't see it. Yeah. But I definitely wrote everything down, Nick Fanak. And then one day I just received, you know, my actor's access, a breakdown from George Pierre for First Wives Club. And I was like, hmm, First Wives Club. Never heard of it, never watched it. But I was just like, you know, let me do a little research on it. But, you know, me being like, you know, a new actor at that time, mm -hmm. it's just I didn't really do all of the work. But I ended up doing enough work when it came to my character. I didn't really have to do too much because mm -hmm. it just matched. That's good. The actor's access came through, seen the breakdown, ended up taping it. Now, in my mind, I was like, there's no way, there's no way I can't get this. Because one, like, you know, ethnicity, you know, I do have Jamaican roots. Like, you know, my family is Jamaican. So... Who you talking about, man? Yeah, we had thought about the real thing we had thought, no, you know. <laughs> but anywho, though. <laughs> but like, yeah, man, my family, you know what I'm saying? As, as I said, you know, Jamaican roots. Yeah. And seeing that, they were like, you know, looking for charismatic, you know, Jamaican or, you know, just a Caribbean Islander, you know, is required for an accent. And I was just like, hmm, what are the odds? So literally went back into my little office, sat down, watched mm. Shatas for like, I'm talking, <laughs> I watched Shatas for like oh two gosh. days, watch it for two days, listen yeah. to a couple reggae songs, Look some dance you, boy, you just so, you know, just because listen, the mood, the vibe gotta be there. I had to be in a vibe. Yes, and the thing is, you know, I'm from New York originally. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, most people hear my voice and they be like, oh yeah, he ain't Jamaican, he ain't Jamaican. <laughs> but state. like, yeah, I'm from, you feel me up New York. So it's just like, most people didn't understand how I got it down packed, but I've always been hearing mm. the Patswa in, in the household growing up and just yeah. through family and friends. And I taped it, sent it over, and I was like, ain't no way. I, I just have a feeling like I got that role. And I, you know, I was just like, you know what? I gave it my best. If it's in God's will, there'll be a way. Yeah. Like four or five days later, I kid you not, I get an email. And I'm looking at the email, and I was like, hmm. And then following the email, I get a call from the agent. And he was just like, hey, baby, listen to this. 
because it's like she's like way older than me so she's like listen to this they loved you and i was like who loved me because wow. you know at this point i've already did you know a couple of auditions and you yeah. know it was just around the same time frame and i was like who and he was just like george and i was like george i was like okay but like what show are you talking about it was like first wives club <laughs> i was like what about first wives club what you saying they was just like yeah first wives club snatched yeah. it up. just snatched me up man. Let's go, man and the thing is there was no callback mm. i just booked it straight from the tape so, so at on. that point, literally, and the, the funny thing is, booked this straight from the tape. And the following summer after, you know, just the whole, you know, production process for yeah. those three to four months, I ended up being at a Tyler Perry studio in the bubble. And I went there to do like, you know, just some crew work, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. But I went there and, you know, I'm always trying to make sure that I have an open mind, yeah. open-minded to conversations, to people that I don't know, just, you know, opportunities that may, you know, could come across. That's right. But my main goal was whatever I do, I make sure I got to go above and beyond. Ain't no telling who's watching you. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times people are watching you even when you feel like you, you know, they're not. Oh, yeah. And my main goal, I was like, man, somehow, some way, I just need to, if I could talk to Tyler Perry or just leave or rub a little bit good energy his way or something you know in my head i'm just thinking every possible scenario that could possibly come from me being in this bubble for two weeks and it got to a point when did my job and i went above and beyond and you know i just stayed open yeah. open-minded had a great time in the bubble and then one day i remember i was on the lawn they had like it was like a little hawaiian party and you know tyler perry in the bubble he would usually get like food trucks, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that for the people that's currently working on his projects. And there was a truck there, you know, I had a great time. And, you know, I was having conversations with a couple of the actors and artists that were filming the shows there. And it got to a point where I was just leading the conversation and I didn't even realize I was leading mm -hmm. it. But I was also encouraging those people that Sunday morning and I didn't even realize it. That's dope. And the same thing I was talking about, I was like, at any point, anybody can watch you. So just make sure that you move with good intention, move with good grace, good spirits, because even when somebody's having a bad day, just by you passing them with your good energy can change the whole perspective of their whole day and their tone. And I just kept pushing that. And I just kept on talking. People are like, man, how do, how you been through so much stuff and you could talk with so much wisdom? And I'm like, listen, it's all experience and just time. Yeah. And after time and knowledge and dealing with something so long, you have to find a way out. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in you. Man, I'm Whatever talking. Whatever you put in it. I'm preaching that message, mm. preaching that message, encouragement, keeping steadfast and yeah. waiting for your blessing. God going to come through. Everybody was talking and everything. And I ended up, you know, walking back to my room, not thinking anything of it. And out of nowhere in a group me, it says, um, well, I kind of missed a step. Before it got to the group me, I remember there was a director that saw me before that day on that Sunday morning when the Hawaiian party, when I was encouraging people, right. he had stopped me randomly. It was one day when I was super saucy. I'm talking, I had the cocaine, <laughs> Snow White forces. I had the Hawaiian fresh, I'm um, feeling myself. Yeah, yeah. So I did look kind of like, you know, out there in the open. So the director stopped me. was just like, hey, um, would you like to do an audition? And I was like, an audition? Yeah, you know, I'm open for it. He was just like, yeah, it's going to be two different type of auditions. And, you know, I heard you're an actor, so, you know what I'm saying? I know you could do whatever you could do with it and have it to me within two hours. Long story cut short, in my head, two hours doesn't mean that I have two hours. I need to try to have that down within the next hour or less. Yeah. Because How many pages was it? Jeez. The first the first scene was seven and the second scene was six. 
and it got to a point where you know as an actor man you you could you have to be quick on your toes and quick to memorize so i secluded myself read the script focus focus, got it taped in within 45 minutes sent it over moved on with like you know just the rest of the process in those weeks and finally that day after speaking to so many people about encouraging and understanding how god works and just waiting on your blessing yeah i had sent in that tape like two days before that day had came Mm -hmm. sent the tape in and then that following after i finished talking to so many people on the lawn went back to my room and it said i had a private meeting with tyler perry at 7 p.m at a specific location on his studio and i was just like me i was like oh and this happened literally somebody like after I just left them like an hour before that literally I get a text from somebody did you see your name in the group you having a private meeting and me I'm just like (laughs) the thing is I knew it was coming yeah I just didn't know when it was coming so I just had to make myself ready and available open-minded because sometimes when you're closed-minded you can literally prevent that blessing from you know being able to acknowledge that blessing when it comes and at that moment, like, I met with Tyler Perry and, you know, having a one-on-one conversation for the first time, I'm like, we had great conversation. We wrapped up like we was like buddies, pals. <laughs> and next thing you know, the following morning, I had to be on set. Mm. And literally, I got a booklet, a booklet. Probably the booklet's probably maybe about this thick. Yeah, so it was, it's, it was a lot of pages, but the thing is, I had a good environment of people because I wasn't the only one that had just got bumped up. Mm. It was a couple people that was in my circle as well where we kept on just being around each other, just yeah. spitting the same positive stuff to right. each other to the point where we manifested that blessing to that's come solid. into existence. That's solid, man. I'm telling you, man. And that's, that's the part of the process of knowing that it can happen. Of course. And it happened for you because you was focused, you had a vision, and you mm-hmm. pursued it despite the obstacles. Mm-hmm. Man, lead the audience with something they can remember, man, and just take home as a takeaway on what does it mean to stay focused for them in this season, wherever they at. Honestly, when it comes to staying focused, the first thing I want any actor, any artist, any singer, anybody who's in this entertainment industry Anything that the mind can conceive, you can achieve. Yes, there might be obstacles. Yes, there might be building blocks. There might be hurdles. There might be mountains in which you might feel like you can't even move. But listen, when you get focused and you sit down and you take the time to look within your spirit and focus on your weakest points and try to strengthen those weakest points as well as invest to strengthen the strength, like the stronger points, I guarantee you, you will be in a movable force. Nobody can touch you. Nobody can can take things from you. The opportunities that come with that is endless. But in order for you to reach that point, you have to believe in yourself. Trust in the creator or depending on who you believe in, trust specifically on that and continue to do good and continue to push. And I guarantee you over time, through your grinding, that elevation will come without you even realizing it. Yeah. So when it comes, just be ready for it because it comes fast and it comes <laughs> heavy and it comes with so much baggage to it that you might not be able to carry it. But if you have the right village of people around you, trust me, you'll be fine. There it is, man. Y'all heard it, man. Come on, man. Look here. Stay focused. Till the next time, man. Stay tuned for the next episode.